Wait, sorry. Hello? Hello? <laughs> that was a uh, that was a, uh, a rocking good start. Auspicious to say the very Auspicious. least. Auspicious. Um, uh-huh. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Have you seen our email? (laughs) (laughs) I think we should discuss that, but not this time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we should spend a, an entire episode talking about visits to the proctologist. <laughs> Next week on Midlife. Thanks, uh, thanks, Corbatron, for... Uh, Corbatron gave us uh, quite a detailed... Uh, and we will talk about this at some point. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I thoroughly... It might have been my favourite email of the week, <laughs> if, not, if not ever. Yes, it was, uh, it was provoked by... Um, us mentioning a PSA test. By the way, mm-hmm. I called mm. them. This is a follow-up. I called the because you have to call the doctor to find yes. out the results of your blood tests, which of course yeah. I've never had to do in my life. And um, I said, uh, yes, I'm calling about, yes, uh, we'd like to, you to come and see us. Oh, shoot. And um, I'm, And I, you know, as they say, I mm-hmm. was literally, my heart, I did, I started going, what and that was what they led with, and then they said, "Oh, we go, you're going to see a healthcare assistant, an HCA," uh-huh. which of course dropped my heart rate immediately because yeah. obviously he's not too serious. And, uh, and yes, we need to talk about lipids. Oh, so there was some fat-related issues that you needed to chat about. <laughs> yeah, and I said so, and so I actually had to ask. So there was no issues with the PSA, and she's going, "Oh, she's like checking through her notes." So yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that's interesting yeah when when i had my gallbladder stuff um at first <laughs> i was title. <laughs> i was you know i was having some questions about my my raised cholesterol and, and then i went on this like very reduced fat diet for a significant period of time went and had another blood test phoned up and they were like so yeah uh there's nothing to worry about with regards to diabetes i was like good wasn't what? worried about diabetes. <laughs> I was slightly more concerned about my cholesterol level. Oh, hang about. Let me just look for that. It's like that that was what you were looking for, right? That's that that was the thing that we were worried about. Uh, have I have I had a head injury that I and I've forgotten that it was diabetes? Oh no, no, no. No, you your your cholesterol's way down. It's like, okay, good. Lead with that. Because that's the thing that I was worried about. Yeah, it's uh, curious. I don't quite you know, I don't I don't know how those systems work. I certainly don't know how those, how those systems work here. But I was, I mean, of course, uh, uh, things to do with, I mean, heart disease. <laughs> I'm much more likely to die from heart disease than I am prostate cancer. Let's get it straight, right? My father had a uh, massive heart attack and a quadruple bypass. So, um, Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, And also other members. Simon other, Ellis. Other brothers of his also died from heart disease. So no. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I've got those two um, genetic uh, uh, dispositions, predispositions, predispositions. Yeah, um, right, okay. And yeah, so the thing about the lipids, though, is I'm assuming 
doing its, uh, um, you know, LDL, so whatever that stands for now, the the bad cholesterol. Yeah. Yeah, and so the last time I had this stuff done, they also it was also flagged, and so I went and had a CT, a cardiac CT scan. Wow. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they did the whole mm. dye thing, and um, the doctor said I never have I I the, it's always a pleasure to get to report this kind of report so my heart was just it was all super super good so I suspect they haven't got that information in front of them or mm. it's changed dramatically since four years ago which is it, hard to imagine it's yeah it's unlikely isn't it it's more likely that um, they just haven't yeah, registered the bit. yeah but it, so I celebrate why well, I didn't celebrate I commiserated uh, this information by having a big fat slice of panettone I might ask them about it. Lil said, do you think you should talk about the kilogram of butter you eat every week? (laughs) (laughs) Which is an exaggeration. It's half a kilogram. Yeah. Hey, um, I wanted to... Look, have you been watching any TV? This is not what I want to talk about, but have you been watching any TV? I uh, finished season three of Slow Horses on Apple TV. Oh, I heard that's quite good, that show. Yeah, it was quite good. I am a, an episode behind Reacher. Oh, I watched the latest one last night. And I think that's pretty much it. Actually, what last uh, weekend I watched a, sh- a show called, F- I think it's called Fleischman is in Trouble. Oh, I got about 20 minutes into that and just went, you can all fuck off. <sighs> so I watched the whole thing. It was unrelentingly depressing. I have to say, life is too short to watch other people's misery. Yeah, I um, I uh, I fully dosed up on it on other people's misery. Oh, well done. And the payoff was it worth it? It was. It was like the little bit of chocolate you get when you open up a advent calendar thing. Mm. It was that. So no, then. <laughs> no, exactly. Unless oh, it. Yeah, it was. I don't quite know what I. I don't. I actually. As I was, I, got, I felt more and more. I actually really did have quite a strong feeling of being quite depressed as I was watching it. About and I, yeah, I, I did, and I was wondering why am I? What I really did wonder why am I watching this? And I mm. don't understand. Um, and then so I tried to cheer myself up by watching Taylor Swift Eras, the concert. Mm-hmm. Was she's that got good? A, do you know she's got a? It's a whole tour. It's called Eras, right? Mm-hmm. So can I just say, for people who are, are, are not being sort of gently sucked towards the North American pronunciation of the word, Simon is saying eras tour, the eras, <laughs> as in moments in time through history. As eras opposed to mistakes. Tour, as opposed to mistakes, which is how apparently our North American cousins are now referring to the word era. They're saying, I'm in my such and such era. It's like, what have you done wrong? Exactly. And so I... Ugh. But it is Sorry, quite... I'm so sorry. That was so obnoxious of me. Eras, eras, eras. eras. Okay. Yeah, not, it's, it not is confusing. It's it, that's right up there with fairy and f- fairy and fairy for me. Fairy and fairy. Fairy and fairy. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the fairy across to the to South <laughs> Island. <laughs> She's gonna have to be a strong swimmer to carry you, though. Poor little Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell the fairy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, now I've got a picture of Peter Pan holding a really big boat and shaking <laughs> it over the dog. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't until I was in my late 20s, maybe early 30s, that I heard the difference between those two words. 
Oh. It's a real New Zealand thing, that one. The other one that's curious in New Zealand is um, we often say woman for the plural of, uh, of woman. So it's, it's really – to say women – uh-huh. Yeah, it's quite it's quite hard work for a, a I don't mean politically. I mean No, um, just as a, <laughs> yeah. ling, linguistically. Yes. The vowels are just all over the show. There is no such thing as two two women. It's just two women. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one woman in New Zealand. Anyway. Uh so Taylor Eras, Swift. Eras. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, yeah. And um it's it's a very curious thing to have released a bunch of albums and then to call each album an era, no, era. an era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very odd. Like to me, there's something. I mean, you know, that's that's bombast. And the concert, mm. it's really. I mean, I've watched. You know, you know, I've watched a couple of her concerts on only ever on. Um, mm. And no spoilers here because I know my niece Ruby is going to the show at Wembley in the summer. Gotcha. Uh, so excited, can you, I think. Can you have spoilers for a concert? There's going to be songs. Well, she, that... well we talked about this yesterday, actually, uh, she and I, because she said uh, she hasn't watched the film because she doesn't want um, to know what happens. And I did have that thought. Like, you know, she comes on, she sings songs, there's dancers, there's a band. Um, she wears a dress, she puts another dress on. She does an acoustic part. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's got their, and they've got their, yeah. Nobody's watching with their eyes. They're watching, well, they are, but they're watching through a screen. <laughs> Oh, boy, we sound like middle-aged men right now, right here, right now. So, yeah, right it here. was the... Right now, exactly. right here, right, right now. now, right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> so, and we had... Uh, I, did, I found it to be odd watching this. And it's odd because it's it's so huge and so... It, it's, so it's basically every theatrical uh, cliché possible is squeezed in there it is extraordinary and they, you know they've got motion tracking stuff on the dancers they've got some of the what do you call it when you um uh when you do video when you match up video to particular anyway i can't remember and video mapping video mapping thank you um video mapping thanks and uh hey listen this is my area now uh, i know well, actually, it, did, it did occur to me that you should watch it just from the perspective of of technically what's yeah. going on is mind-boggling yeah. like it is yeah. but then it's so 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 cliched it's so cliched it's incredibly diff- it was incredibly difficult for me to watch and i did feel like it was um it did feel like she was dialing it in in a way that i hadn't ever sort of experienced before but of course you know it's a massive show that she's doing every night for months and months on end yeah yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing, but yeah, just a wee bit. I I struggled to get through it. I have to say. So maybe my maybe I'm um, my Taylor Swift moment. My Taylor Swift era is uh, almost over. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Slightly sad. So it didn't it didn't quite pull pull me out of the Fleischman is in trouble hole that I sank into. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Perhaps I will encourage you not to watch Saltburn to cheer yourself up. I've heard this. This is this also came up at lunch yesterday with my um, mm. niece and my sister and niece and nephew. So that it's supposed to be the thing that they're all talking about. It is a, a singularly beautifully made film. People, I mean the 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 close-ups of Jacob Alordi's sweaty neck are. Peak eroticism. Please do not mistake that. Is it kind of like a psychological thriller? Is that what the? 
eventually kind of sort of but really what it is is it's a pay to the upper classes through the lens of saying how shit the middle classes are and how avaricious and and grasping they are and it, it just struck me as like wow in this particular era the filmmaker who is terribly posh and terribly uh terribly well-bred may have made an error in thinking that, although you are so clever, oh, sorry, you are so clever with that. All the, the <laughs> Sauce. all that these was errors. A thing to do. Um, it just, I, I found myself becoming increasingly uncomfortable with the way that the class system in the UK was not being interrogated. But is it a UK-based film? It's a UK-based film. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, it, it was, it was quite repellent. Um, wow. and, it, and it, it, it got to the point where I I, I trudged through it because I, I didn't want to be the person who dismissed something that I hadn't seen, but I had a feeling going in I was going to find it quite distasteful. And the thing that people are upset about, you know... Is the grave um, thing. The grave fucking. It's quite adorable. It's the, None of the eroticism is, is a concern. A little bit of a licking up of cummy bathwater. Again, so what? Not a big deal. People do weird things when they are aroused. But it's the broader <laughs> canvas of... What? No, people do. Let's not pretend. No, no. It's just that I actually I was still trying to process what it was that you'd said. And I just, it was like it took me that long to get what it was that you'd just said. So, yeah. I think there was, there's been a lot of like people doing a kind of version of pearl clutching about that. And and I, I, I find, yeah. There's, I found there's pearl quite... clutching to be done about more serious things. Exactly. As a, when you're watching the film. There's, there's stuff to be, there's pearl clutching to be done about how the, the ideologies of ruling class Britain are being promulgated and propped up. That's, those are the... I think I'm going to have to watch it now. I think I'm going to, I'm, I think I'm going to, I think, okay. Uh, anyway, we turned into a bizarre review show where we're not actually reviewing anything. We're just saying things I did, happen. I did watch. Uh, sorry, we're going to just continue that bizarre. I watched the creator the other night. Oh, that's the AI roboty thing, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I quite fancy that. Is it good? I really, really loved it. Is that Denzel's boy in it? I don't know. Uh, I think it might be. The kid. It be it's on. really. It's a. Uh, also, I think it's quite original in terms of um, it's well, the, the whole look of it, and yeah, no, I really, I found it really, I really, really liked it. Also, it's got the woman from The West Wing who played um, AJ. No, what was her name in West Wing? CJ. CJ. AJ. <laughs> she's um, she's a baddie. Well, so, oh, she's uh, a that's baddie. spoiler. That's, mm. that's Alison Janney, and it is indeed. Um, it is Denzel's boy, John David Washington. Who is the the main, the lead? The the main the main lead, yeah. He is Denzel Washington's son. Son. <laughs> that's Den- why it's I not, said Denzel's boy. It's not like like they're my pals who just rock up. It's not possible that Denzel Washington can't be old enough to have a Oh man. Denzel Washington is not a young man anymore. He's probably in his sixties at the very least. Oh my god. Which would mean having a 30-odd-year-old son oh, is probably this entirely is possible. We have to stop this podcast. <laughs> is it because we've come out the other side of middle life into we, old life? Yeah. <laughs> series two, old lifing. <laughs> After lifing. Hmm. Series three. 
Hey, I did want to. Uh... We've no, we've almost talked for too long already. On oh my god, we've got to stop this. Oh, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> he was born in 1954. Our Denzel. Oh, so he is 60. What does that make him? Oh, 50. J 54. 54. It makes him 70 this year. S- 70 in December. <laughs> Denzel so- Washington is nearly 70. Yeah, so he's he's perfectly old enough to have a fully adult son. <laughs> he's probably, and grandchildren. In fact, he's probably got great. Yeah, I was going to say he's probably got grandchildren who are at high school now. You were going to talk about something. I have a feeling that you have you you came to me with with your hands full. I did. I um. I, I can I I read a book recently, and it's called "Of Boys and Men." That rings a bell. Of Boys and Men, Why the Modern Male is Struggling, Why It Matters, and What to Do About It. I mean, it sounds it's a horrendous title, I have to say, mm. um, by Richard Reeves. So I want to read you something, and I, I, it's just brief, but I thought it just thought it was interesting in terms of, you know, things that we've thought about, and I also wanted to get your take on it because, um, yeah, because I trust. Because that. I'm an opinionated sod. <laughs> Yeah, and when I say thoughts, I meant your ridiculous opinions. Uh, <laughs> My knee-jerk shouting. Exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everything in between, are you ready for some knee-jerk shouting? From Anyway, it's not like that. A model of Here it is. A model of stable masculinity, writes someone called David Morgan. A model of stable masculinity would include a relatively high degree of congruence between public discourses, sorry about this, about masculinity, and the public and private practices of masculinity. For individual men, there would be a sense of, this is a bit academic, ontological security. This is not a great slogan. What do we want? Ontological security. (laughs) When do we want it? Now. This is, in fact, exactly what many men are seeking, a more solid social anchor, more certainty about how to be in the world. I don't have anything else to, I'm just, I, it, when I read that, I, the book itself is about, well, it's about, it's, it says it all on the, the you know, the title. It's yeah. about this idea that there's, there's something going wrong. There's something wrong in relation to how men are. And it tries to talk about those in relation to, not about family, actually. He's really, he really deals with that, the, the sort of thorny issue of the stability of a, of a kind of cis uh, heteronormative family he deals with it pretty nicely in terms of that actually what's the key thing is the um, the presence of fathers that doesn't have to be within the cons- within the um, those kinds of regular families or heteronormative families but yeah I wonder I wonder if there's anything in there about certainty about the, uh, certainty about being in the world that strikes a chord with you or if you've got <laughs> knee-jerk opinions in relation to it no i mean i think i think it's fairly gussied up um common sense and so you don't there's no you're kind of there with that uh in the sense that i mean i think the uh, i'm not sure i'd have to sort of sit down and pour over the words rather than just hear them once yeah sorry and and I know no, 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 I'm, no i'm putting no, you on the spot no, a little bit but the idea but, that there is a go on. No, no, no. Go on. The idea that there is a um, a, a mismatch between cultural representation brackets brackets zzz, close brackets of masculinity <laughs> that impact negatively upon our and by our I mean men's um, clarity of performance makes a lot of sense to me and so clarity performance you mean what it is that we who we are and what we do 
I, I'm not using performance there as a as an analog for falsity. I just mean how we do something, how we present, how we, how, or how yeah. we how we are, how we enact. You hence, know, there, hence there is, the ontological thing. But yeah, 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 exactly. Because I don't, hmm, I don't. Mm, okay, now we're just going to get into a. a I'm, I worry that I'm going to start to sound very um, academic. Yeah, and social constructivist uh, <laughs> rather than positivist, or any, you know, which is not a massive shock because that's probably who I am. Uh, is that I don't? I, I think there are core bits of me, absolutely, but I also think that there are the the explication of those core bits are informed by the scripts that I have available to me. I remember walking past a lad who didn't like me because I was queer. His words, not mine. And he just, you know, broad daylight, walking down the street. I was maybe 14. I was with my friends. And he just gobbed right in my face yeah, because of who I was <laughs> to him. Because even with my limited script, I was not performing a version of masculinity that he was happy with. Wow. And that was... And I, I, I wonder know how he's an, doing now, that young man. I, I mean... That's some real. That's some. That's some real violent. That's real. Yeah. Real. Oh yeah, and he he was. Um, I. <laughs> this is a ridiculous thing to say, but I got off quite lucky based on who he was. Right. That was in terms of his repertoire. That was right down mm, the that bottom. Was pretty, yeah. 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 That was. That was. You know. Pretty much a handshake. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh. And, and I. So I. I knew even then that I had to. I had to modify my behaviours. In order to not yeah provoke and, and yeah provoke, thank <laughs> you very much to provoke, and and I was walking down the street with two lads, both of whom went on to um, go into the military. Um, I don't know where one of them ended up after that, but the other one left the military, became a, a firefighter. So you know, very blokey at the time, blokey laddie lads who were my best friends at school. Mm unproblematically you know we 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 liked the same things we went to the cinema i was by far and away the softest of the uh, of of the of the group i was the, the the gentlest and the and the you know the i didn't conform to their performance of masculinity yeah. but i didn't unsettle their sense of self <laughs> because they were sweet lovely warm kind men young young men um, so I think, I think I understand what he's writing about and, um, and, and I think that that guy who spat in my face was in receipt of an incredibly limited script. Inc I mean, much more limited than the very blokey lads that, that were my friends. And I had a, I already had a more open script than they did. I had a dad who despite being very, you know, from a very particular kind of, of blokey script, um, told me he loved me every day and still does. So, so there, was, there's a, there was a softness in my home yeah. that... And security that, there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there was, that, that allowed me, you know, it allowed me a certain level of, of space and safety. Um, One of the things in this book that is, um, you know, it's very strong, the sociological data on the the presence versus the absence of fathers. And not, this is not just in the United States. It's also in the United Kingdom. It's also in Western European countries. It's a, it's a particularly Western phenomenon, which is he talks about that in relation to 
um, feminism, which I think is really, really interesting, um, which we might get to, but uh, that the presence of fathers in terms of, and that's not, again, not about within a, in a kind of normative father, married to mother, both at home kind of thing, but just physical presence so that young boys who see, whose fathers see them and spend time with them, the difference in terms of what goes on in their lives afterwards is extraordinary sociologically. Like it's, 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 it's quite frightening actually if, if you're, if your father is absent, meaning you don't have any relationship with your father as a young man, it's very, very, very telling. Or someone who's that has that kind of um, uh, influence or, or role in your life. Um, yeah, and so it's just interesting to hear you talk about that in terms of your own father, I guess. But the thing about the thing about uh, the uh, he, the way he try, descri describes it in terms of the kind of rise and the strengthening of feminism is that this the, the the idea somehow that implicit in the in a in parts of the world in which women are having uh, more choice available or able to uh, do things which you might say are not even might say which are better right which are good for the health and well-being and political strength etc of women that there's this idea that um, and it's very sort of a trap to fall into which is somehow that's at the expense of men that somehow there's a it's a zero-sum game that if if women go up then men must go down and he's really really clear about this that it's not a zero-sum game that actually both things can happen you, women can have a a stronger uh, part in society kind of more uh, more or be more equal that's right that's the right way of saying it and um and also then and and also and men we can deal with this kind of ongoing problem it's not something that has to be as i say zero sum and i really mm. i i found the i found the book really really fascinating i have to say you know many episodes ago you you stumbled across martin luther <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I didn't. It's not like I discovered him. I no. found myself revivifying my memories of him. Yes. Yes, and those, and you, you took you, you tried to do a German accent, <laughs> for which I am still ashamed. I apologize. Well, we had a we had a uh, an email from a listener. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> whose son, who's three years old. Um, the only podcast he listens to is the one with the dog on the wall, and uh, there um, he was imitating Lee doing this German accent. And so I think Lee, you should play that right here, right now. Stand 